and uh, understand Jeff did a good job again. And uh, Vanessa said, boy, he sure sounded like you last week. I thought, well, hey, okay. I don't know if she meant that as a compliment or not. I'm going to take it that way. So we'll go with it. One of the things that you get to do on a cruise at night, they have you assigned in a dining room and you had a table and oftentimes you have additional people sitting at the table that you don't know, and uh, which is fine. Gives you a chance to get to know somebody new. And we met a couple from uh, uh, Pennsylvania. Very nice couple, uh, Steve and Terry. And uh, one of the things that uh, we found out about them is that they are uh, believers. They are, they are Catholics. And uh, Steve said, well, preacher, and he found out I was a preacher, and of course he called me reverend then the rest of the week, which always is fun. <clears throat> but uh, he said, uh, how long do you preach on a Sunday? I said, well, the people want it to be very short. He said, that's the best sermon. Always the short sermon is the best sermon. So he uh, asked me to promise him that I would preach a short sermon today for you. And so I'm looking at the clock, and I'll do my best. So stay with me, okay? Uh, in fact, go ahead and grab your sermon notes out of the bulletin, and uh, we'll, we'll get after it. We want to talk today about the most powerful two words you can ever use in your whole life. They're the two words, thank you. Thank you. One of the things that mark a, a good uh, customer service driven company is the ability of the employees of that company to show gratitude and to tell you thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Walmart used to be that way. Sam's used to be that way. And then Sam Walton passed away and I don't know what happened. But it's hard to even get a smile out of anybody sometimes at Walmart. Research is really bad. But uh, that's okay. We just we smile and we say thank you, don't we? Try to try to get them to join us, and most of them don't. We'd rather be complainers and whiners, and uh, not do well with that. But we need to be people of gratitude, and be able to say thank you. Very simple words, but very very important. Uh, we teach our kids from a, from when they're real small to say thank you. Did any of you see the? Uh, the uh, Prince and uh, Kate Middleton were in Canada uh, last week, and uh, little kids were there. And uh, what's the daughter's name? Anyway, what's that? Charlotte. Charlotte. Somebody gave her something, and you could hear the prince saying, now, Charlotte, tell her thank you. And you could see her lips move and say thank you. And we teach them from very young age to say thank you, don't we? And what do you say? Thank you. Thank you. Why do we lose that as we go along? And I shouldn't have to be paid to tell you thank you. Amen? I shouldn't have to work in a service industry that makes me tell you thank you. We ought to just say thank you. We ought to be grateful. Because that can affect everything that we do. The story I want us to focus on is in Luke 17. It's right there in your notes. And so uh, kind of follow along with me there. It says, As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As He entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and He said, Now go show yourselves to the priests. 
And as they went, uh, their leprosy disappeared. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God, I'm healed! He fell face down on the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking Him for what He had done. This man was a Samaritan. So Jesus asked, Didn't, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Does only this foreigner return to give glory to God? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. Now this is an interesting, interesting story. Leprosy was not a great disease to have. Leprosy is a very, it's a terrible disease. I would equate it today to Alzheimer's. Because you just, you're not yourself anymore. Except leprosy took it a step farther. You would never recover, and it would not only eat, eat away at your body, but it would eat everything away, and you will die a terrible, terrible death if you have leprosy. If you remember Mother Teresa, a great uh, woman of God, she gave her whole life, adult life, working with the lepers in India. Uh, they're still there. They're still available. Leprosy is still available today. And it's a very highly contagious disease. That's why these lepers were standing afar off. Because they were forbidden to come up close to people because it would spread. It was very contagious. So Jesus not only healed them of their sickness, He actually gave their full lives back to them by bringing healing from leprosy to their life. They could go back home to their families. If they were married, they could go back to their wife and children. It's an amazing thing that happened in this story. But one of them, it says, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God, I'm healed! And then what did he do? According to that passage of Scripture, it says he fell down on the ground at the feet of Jesus, thanking Him for what He had done. Now, as a Samaritan, he shouldn't have been even around Jesus. Jesus was a Jew. Samaritans weren't allowed to be around Jews. Samaritans were nasty, ugly, dirty people. Worthless people. It's kind of the way Texas treats Oklahomans and Oklahomans treat Texans. They're dirty people. And we have the Red River Shootout next week. Big deal. It's going to be more of a dud than a shootout. Or maybe it'll be a shootout. See who scores last. Because neither team has a defense. But I want to give you five quick truths about gratefulness. Number one, it's easy to forget about God during the good times. It's easy to forget during the good times. Let's forget about God during the good times. It's easy for us to look at the story and condemn the other nine lepers who didn't return to Jesus and say thank you or anything or boo. But if we're going to be honest, our lives are kind of the same way. Because we get blessing after blessing after blessing from God, and yet what do we do? Nothing. We don't thank Him. And if we do thank Him, it's kind of a haphazard, half-hearted thank you. Often we treat God as our personal get-out-of-jail-free card. You know, I come to Him when I'm hurting, and then when I'm not hurting anymore, I'm all, I'm all good. I've had it time and time again in my time in ministry where people will run to the church, they'll give you a big offering, 
because they've got a sickness going on and then they want that healing. And if they get the healing, man, they're grateful. They don't keep giving the big offering anymore. They quit giving it because they're healed now. They don't need to give it, right? That's how they think. That's how people think. I'll just praise God, but I'm not going to thank Him. I'm not going to be grateful for what He's done. You see, the thing is, He's given you the greatest gift you'll ever get in eternal life. All you had to do was be around Geneva any time before she even got sick, and especially before she left this world to go to be with Jesus. If, if you don't believe in God, you're, you're nuts. I'm telling you, she was seeing the other side. I'll guarantee you she was seeing the other side. She was seeing people she knew on the other side. They're already there. And when you're a believer and you've got a connection with God, I believe you see them all the time. I think, I think God lets you see a glimpse of the other side so you won't be fearful of death. Satan's only tool he has to get us afraid at the very end is death because it's so unknown. But God even busts through that and He says, Oh yeah, I'll show you. I, it was so interesting to show you how together she was about going to heaven. She looks at Leah and says, You want me to tell you hello? You want me to say hi to anybody? <laughs> Isn't that awesome? And I love what Leah said. Well, yeah, mom and dad, but find little Daniel and hug him for me, would you? Little Daniel, he, he was born and then gone. Ten years? It had been ten years? Good night. I remember that like it was yesterday over there in the hospital. Wow. Number two, God blesses the grateful and the ungrateful alike. You know, one of them was really grateful, but nine of them were ungrateful. It seemed they didn't return to say anything. Didn't say, thanks, Jesus. You see, sometimes the blessings come in what's called common grace. Common grace simply means that if you were ungrateful or grateful, you still receive God's blessing. Isn't it interesting how some people that just live like the devil seem to be blessed and those that live for God seem to be cursed? Sure does. Makes you scratch your head and go, hmm. Just remember, those that have good things here may not on the other side. Never know. It doesn't really matter, does it? Who has what? It's not about the accumulation of stuff. It's about what you do with the stuff God's given you. And one of the greatest things He's given us is gratitude. Gratitude. I tell you all the time, we need to live with an attitude of gratitude. And if we'll say thank you to others, and we'll say thank you for, to God for what He's given us and the blessings He's poured out on us, you'll, you'll be amazed at what happens. Number three, it matters to Jesus whether or not I say thank you. It really does. How do I know that? Because He counted who came back out of these ten, didn't He? He said, well, where's the other nine? So God takes notice when you and I say thank you. When you and I show gratitude, God takes notice of that. You know, I'm, I tell you, when you're in the middle of the ocean and there's nothing but water around you and you're on a boat, you can be thankful that that boat floats. <laughs> we were on one night and it was, a, I guess, a pretty strong wind that the captain was fighting with the boat. You could, boy, you could really feel it. You could hear the boat creaking. My wife grabbed me about three in the morning. I thought, man, she wants a hug or something. Nope. 
She didn't want anything but me to find out why that boat wouldn't calm down. So, like, you know, I got up, I went to the captain's door, and hey, 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 calm the ship down. Right? No. <laughs> no, you've got to have a clearance that I don't have to get to the captain, I can tell you. But we rode it out, and it seemed like, it, you know, you could hear the boat creaking. That's kind of spooky, I'm not going to lie to you. You're 12 miles from shore. And the water's kind of deep and choppy and cold. And I could just see us going down like the Titanic. It was, it was ugly. But you know what? God knew. God knew what we needed. God knew who we were. And God put us on that boat. And the boat was fine. Nobody thought any more about it. The crew didn't think it. We asked the next morning, hey, did you guys feel that last night? And they said, no. But then they're on it all the time, right? Sure. But man, I'm never more grateful for a boat that floated in the middle of the ocean. Wouldn't you be grateful? Grateful for the sunrise and the sunset. Grateful for your husband, for your wife. Grateful for your children. Grateful for your children. Oh, there's times you want to strangle them. I got it. I'm surprised Jeff is still alive today. He was the first one. The first one, they all, everything gets tried on the first one. Amen? By the time the second and third one come, you don't care anymore. The first one comes, you hear it carry five Passovers all sanitized and sealed up. By the time the third one comes, you lick it yourself and shove it in their mouths, you know. Yeah. But learn to be grateful. And God continues to bring the good things in our life. Number four, grateful words reflect greater faith. Would you notice at the end of the story... Jesus looked at the one leper who came back and says, Your faith has made you well. Underline that in, on, your, on your notes there. Your faith has made you well. Because you see, faith is what will cause good things to come to you. Now, you may, it may not be defined as a good thing from the world's perspective, but it's a good thing. Everything that comes our way is a good thing. You mean sickness is a good thing, preacher? Yes, it is. Because it can get your attention focused on the right things. How many people you ever met that are sick that are just, they're hateful. They're just ungrateful and hateful people. And it's sad that the illness has robbed them of that. There's two ways to look, to view life. One is, everything happens because of chance. And then there's the biblical worldview that comes that everything comes to us and happens to us. It comes from God and there are no accidents. He's got our life planned. He's got our purpose planned. And we're just falling in line with what He has for a purpose in our life. I love to look at it that way. It all comes. God's got it under control. Take a deep breath. It doesn't matter who's going to be president in less than a month. Except that one won't be. <laughs> and the alternative is not so hot either. Neither one of them are that fantastic a person individually because not a one of them has said we can do this with God's help. Not one of them. They're afraid to say that. Oh my goodness, we'll offend the Muslims. Well, I'm telling you, we've got no hope without God. None. Zero. And the sooner we put Him back on the throne of our hearts, the sooner good things can come. So you just keep Him in your heart. Don't worry about it. We don't know persecution. We may find out. We may find out. So, strap it on, get ready to go. 
Now, unfortunately, in my haste to get this outline ready, this fifth one didn't show up. So you had four out of five. Let me give you the fifth one. You can write it down. It'll be on the screen up there. Number five, grateful words lead to spiritual blessings. Grateful words lead to spiritual blessings. So write that down at the bottom of your front page there. When I give credit, God credit, for what is happening in my life, and I say thank you to Him, He's going to bless me spiritually by drawing me closer to Him. I still believe with all my heart that when Geneva would raise her voice and say, Help me! Help me! I think she was seen on the other side. And I think she was ready to go on the other side. Because the family would instantly go to her bedside and say, Mom, what do you need? She goes, Nothing. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. But she would keep you, Help me! Help me! And I think what she was doing was seeing those on the other side saying, Come on, pull me over there. I want to come over there with you. Help me get over there. The day she went, she went. And she was dancing all the way, amen? She and Dudley used to dance a lot. Did you know that? In fact, Dudley, she almost didn't marry Dudley. No, no, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. Dudley almost didn't marry her. That's what it was. Because they were at a concert listening to Elvis before he was big. And Dudley said, give me my ring back. You're staring at that man way too much. I love that story. Of course, you can tell it a lot better than I can. So let me ask you a couple of questions here. Have you felt distant from God lately? Has your spiritual life been struggling? Perhaps the reason it is is because your heart's gotten hard and your failure to live a life of gratitude is showing up day after day after day. And your failure to acknowledge what God is doing in your life and thanking Him for what's going on in your life. Is showing up more. Now let me give you five quick biblical steps to help develop, develop this attitude of gratitude. Number one, the first step is to praise God first thing in the morning. Praise God first thing in the morning. Look at that verse I've got down for you. Psalm, uh, by the way, I'm on the inside now of your, of your sermon notes. Psalm 59, 16, But as for me, I will sing about your power. I will shout with joy each morning because of your unfailing love. I was so grateful when we rode from LaGuardia Airport to, to Times Square in Manhattan. Ten miles took an hour and 16 minutes. The, the driver said, Do you have this traffic in Tulsa? We said, Never. Oh, and they don't just drive there. They honk. Buses cut you off. It don't matter. Just get out of my way. It's all, it's all me, 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 my, my, my. Get out of my way now or I will run you down. We were going through an intersection. These people were crossing the street. And man, she was wagging her finger at that driver. And, and Sharon, I think, I think she was saying, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. There was something coming out of those lips I couldn't hear. Praise God. But we need to learn to praise God in the morning. Thank Him for the day. Thank Him for it. Hallelujah. If you don't have a good Christian radio station, 94.1, it used to be 100.9, now it's 94.1. You have more power, more, more zip, zing, zowie. Tune it in. Turn it up. Crank it up. You'll find out that your, your day's going to go better. Maybe you could write a, a verse on a post-it note or a thought on a post-it note and put it up on a mirror somewhere. <coughs> Maybe you can take our memory verse 
that I've got for you. Put it on a card and stick it by the coffee maker in the mornings. Put it somewhere where you can see it. But begin to develop that attitude of gratitude first thing in the morning. Number two, remove all complaints from my life. Remove all the complaints from your life. You don't complain and remove them from you. Don't let your lips start complaining. Don't do it. Someone might start complaining about their boss or their spouse or maybe a friend. Feels really uncomfortable. Somebody might start complaining about the preacher. Best way to stop complaining and griping and gossip is to say, I'm not going to be a part of that and walk away. They got nothing to say, right? Amen? Just walk away. What did your mother say when you were growing up? If you can't say something good, don't say it at all. Well, I don't agree with them. Okay, well, go to the person and tell them you don't agree with them. Don't go and find 12 people to support your program and support your, your cause. It's amazing how we are, isn't it? <laughs> On the boat, we had an excursion one day. We were going to go see the, the uh, uh, port, a little port city, and then we were going to our little port area and uh, cove area, and then we were going to see the uh, cemetery where they buried the Titanic, some of the Titanic people. And, and we were looking forward to that because it's, it's just a great story. Well, the bus driver or the tour guide, they got late, taken off, didn't give us enough time. So we did, all we did was drive by the cemetery where nine of them were buried. <laughs> it's kind of like Chevy Chase on... They're at the Grand Canyon on their vacation movie. He goes, okay, get in the car, let's go. That's about how it was. about how it was. But it was sad. I found myself beginning to complain on the bus. Wow, this is what we paid for. I was out to give our money back. People around me saying the same thing. Then I got to listening to what they were saying, and I thought, well, how stupid am I? It's not his fault. Things happen, Amen. Things happen in life. Take a deep breath and relax. You know, Cindy has to slap me around a little bit, but you know, it, it helps. Sometimes we just got to take a deep breath and don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. So Walmart has 39 checkout places and only three of them are open. I got you. I know. I'm with you. I know. I'm not looking at you. I'm sorry that you have to work for them, but I'm grateful that you have a job with them. I know poor Lisa. She's up in the front. She's one of those that gets a lot of complaints, I imagine. There's probably times she'd like to take a stick and beat people. But we've got to, we've got to be people of gratitude and not spend so much time complaining. In fact, our memory verse, Philippians 2.14 says, in everything you do, stay away from complaining and arguing. Stay away from it. Just stay away from it. Your life will be better if you're not going to do it. Amen? I mean, if you come home every day, men, to a wife that just complains all the time, pretty soon you're going to want to come home. Or vice versa. You know? Hang it at the door and come in. Be grateful. Be grateful. Alright? In fact, now I want you to take out your connection card. On the back of the connection card, I've got a challenge for you. It's there. It's the second one. Accept the one-week no-complaints challenge. Would you be willing this next week, from Sunday till next Sunday, seven days, 
Would you accept this and not complain at all for seven days? Here we go. All right. Yeah, that's right. Don's already failed. It starts right now when you marked a card. I love it. Gee, it's just a little thing, isn't it? What are we going to do if your person doesn't get elected president? Oh. But <laughs> Yes, the challenge will be over by then. If you're willing to accept the challenge, would you mark that, please? And would you use my message notes that you're receiving, not mine, but yours, to apply the five steps of gratitude to my life, even though I haven't given you all five, I'm fixing to. But you can kind of see where this is going. So I'm just, I'm just curious if any of you would take that challenge. No complaints for a, a whole week. Now, number three, to incorporate prayer throughout my day. I'm telling you, prayer is just simply talking to God. It may be while you're driving to work. Turn the radio off and just pray. Nobody needs to hear what you're saying. Don't see your lips moving and realize nobody else is in the car with you. That's okay. We've got crazy people like that driving all over Tulsa. But would you spend time praying? It can just be a sentence prayer. You could be stuck in traffic. You could come up on a wreck in front of you. And be grateful that you weren't there two minutes before you got there. And then as you drive by the wreck, pray for those that were involved in the wreck. could be in a bad wreck. In fact, the last passage in your notes there says, Pray at all times and on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. You can do that. Find whatever can trigger you to be a person of prayer. Number four. The fourth step to developing an attitude of gratitude is to say thank you to those who bless me. Say thank you to those who bless me. That's really the essence of, of, of our passage in Luke 17. Is tell people who have helped you thank you. Maybe it's a youth, a youth minister you had years ago. Maybe it's a preacher from years ago. Maybe it's a second grade teacher. Maybe it's a high school person. I don't know. But somebody who has helped you or been an encourager to you, why don't you send them a note? I read a story this week about a, a, a young man that, uh, who's a preacher today uh, had a high school science teacher who was a, one of these encouraging type teachers. Always challenged him to, to re- reach beyond himself and always be better than he was. And so he invited this teacher to a special gathering at his church. And the teacher couldn't go, but the teacher had fallen into some depression with life. His wife had passed away. Children were away from him. He didn't get to see his grandkids very often. So he's kind of depressed. Well, he gets this letter from this former student, and it so impressed him. He was so encouraged by it that this student was being successful and that this student was a person of gratitude and had asked this person to come. He took the invitation, had it framed, and put on his wall so he could look at it all the time. Now, how about that? So you never know where a person is. And, and when you say thank you, what a difference it can make in their day. That day. That moment. That moment. 
One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came to Jesus, shouting to Jesus, Praise God, I'm healed. And he fell down on the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking Him for what He had done. Boy, wouldn't you have done that? Oh my goodness. Underline that, that phrase, He fell face down on the ground at Jesus' feet. You see, that's sincerity. We need to be sincere when we say thank you. Be truly sincere. Who in your life do you need to say thank you to? Who's impacted you or is impacting your life in a significant way right now? You'd be surprised what a profound impact you saying thank you to that person could make. Tom Maul is the preacher that baptized me, and I'm a friend of his on Facebook. And periodically I will send, I'll message Tom, and I'll just say, Tom, I just want to thank you. I'm coming up on 40 years of ministry, and I want to thank you for that day in your office when you looked across your desk and said, you know, there's a plenty of football players, but there's not enough preachers. And I'll always remember that day. I'll always remember it. But we need to take time to do that. So I would encourage you, find a, get a thank you note out and just you know, track that person down and, and just, just get after it. Just get after it. Okay, so... By way of review, one, praise God first thing in the morning. Number two, remove all complaints from your life. Uh, Take that one week no complaint challenge. Number three, incorporate prayer throughout my day. Say thank you to those who blessed me. And then lastly, number five, you are really going to like this one. Enjoy today as if I were on vacation. I'm telling you, going on vacation is more fun than coming home from vacation. Because going on vacation means I've got no, no schedule, nobody needs to know where I'm at, and nobody cares where I'm at. Coming home from vacation means you've got to get back into the routine of things. But there is something great about coming home and sleeping in your own bed, though. I will admit that. I will admit that. And my own pillow that fits my head better than any pillow they could ever give me. But we need to operate every day as though we're on vacation. So how can Monday morning be vacation day for you? And Monday mornings are tough, just, just Monday mornings. Get up and go drag and grind. Here we go. And you know you're going to run into a miss or Mr. So-and-so. How's your, how you doing? Yeah, fine. <laughs> Sound like it. Ecclesiastes 3.22 There is nothing better for people than to be happy in their work. That's why they are here. No one will bring them back from death to enjoy life in the future. Nobody. There's nothing better for people than to be happy in their work. Just whistle while you work. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. If you're being grateful and you're finding joy every day in your life, it's going to bleed over to everything that you do and you're involved in. Amen? It will. It will bleed over. I promise you it will. Oscar Wilde said, Life is what happens to you when you are busy making other plans. You see, 99% of our life is lived in getting where we want to go. A lot of older people get older and they, they get to the point where they wish they had done. How many times you catch yourself? Well, I wish I had done. 
Do it! I didn't think I would ever go on a cruise ship out in the middle of the ocean. Really? Are you nuts? You see how big I am? I'm going down. I'll be another orca out in the water. What? Trust me, I'm not nearly big enough to be an orca. Even a baby orca is bigger than me. Hallelujah. I found somebody. found some creation of God bigger than me. But you know what? Push past your fears and go, go enjoy life. How many times have you said to yourself, life is too short, and then you fill in the blank? When I preached in Branson, we'd see those big RVs pull into town, and on the back was a sign that said, I'm, I'm spending my children's inheritance. Hey, nobody saved for you. Go spend it. Go spend it. Why give it to the kids who will be ungrateful for it? They'll fight over it. Nastiest time is when somebody dies and leaves something. Man, they fight over it. Get all that settled before you die. Give this one $1 and this one $2 and that one $3. So that's all you get. Well, you had millions of dollars. Well, that's none of your business. That's what I had. Well, who gets that? Well, we're going to give it to the church. <laughs> Boy, they, they go into dry heaves at that point. Somebody did that to this church some years ago. Took care of a mortgage on this church. They wrote one check. Took care of it right before they died. It's amazing. Some of you will remember that. But boy, their children were really upset that the church got that check. Because I heard about it from the family. And all I could say was, well, you'll never know how grateful we are as a church. That's exactly what I said. You'll never know how grateful we are as a church that your dad made that sacrifice for us. Well, they didn't like the answer, but you know. What did the woman do? Give it back? That isn't what the intent of the person was. The person wanted to impact the kingdom of God. So we've tried our very best to continue to impact the kingdom of God because of the generosity of that one person. You see, be thankful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Don't wait till you're old and say, I wish I had. Well, if I could change my circumstances, I'd have a better attitude. Oh, really? Really? All right. Let's pray. Father, we want to stop and ask you to forgive us for the, forgive us for the times that we fail to acknowledge all the blessings you give us. Forgive us for not acknowledging the good things that you bring into our life. Forgive us for not saying thank you. God, so many times we are guilty of complaining about our lives and complaining about other people, and we end up wishing away the time that we had just to get something better. We wish away the valuable time that you've given us. So God, today we as individuals, we as a church, want to say no more. Today, God, we want to live like that one leper who returned to say thank you. We want to live with attitudes of gratitude. So God, help us to see the good things in every situation we are in life. 
God, help us to see the ways that You have blessed us. God, encourage us to just come to You and say thank You for what You've given us. God, we just stop today and we just want to say thank You. Thank You. And we all pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Invitation hymn, if God's